Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Come on. Come on. It was working. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Pretend that it, the commercial just ended. I'm at a payphone trying to call home all of my change I spent on you. Another Saturday morning. Time for House Smarts Radio, Lou Manfredini's weekly live call-in radio show where you just pick up that phone to ask him any questions you have about your house. I found green insulation at the bottom of the house. What do we do with that? I have black ring around the inside rim of the toilet bowl. Good morning, you're on House Smarts Radio. Yes, I have a granite countertop. I want to replace the cabinet. All right, now it's your turn. Pick up that phone. Time now for your host, Mr. Manfredini, right here on House Smarts Radio. Well, good morning. It's me, Lou Manfredini. This is House Smarts Radio. 857-557-4-LOU. 857-557-456 is our phone number. How are you? Uh, how can I help you this morning? We are uh, here for you until 10 o'clock. Uh, good morning to Lindsay. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Don. How's everybody doing? Doing good well. Morning. Good morning. I'm super sad. Don, I'm sure you are too. You just got back from your honeymoon in Hawaii. And uh, those yeah. pictures from Hawaii are just devastating yeah it is it's been very sad gretchen and i were yeah we were there six weeks ago and we were there at lahaina and we we both shared some videos and pics we took of the banyan tree and i was talking with my grandma this week because she visited that tree you know decades ago and we got to see it you know just before all of this and it's just incredibly sad that tree is 150 years old this year and they still don't know if it's gonna survive Mm mm-hmm Six months ago, we were there and uh, with friends, and uh, my wife too posted some pictures of us being right in the sh- right in the shoreline. There, where all those uh, you know businesses and stores and homes, and that tree that you spoke of, this unbelievable park. This tree is like this. What is it? Is it, it's not the tree of life. It's a uh, banyan tree. Banyan tree, mm-hmm. and it just spreads out, and it's just the un- most unbelievably beautiful thing you've ever seen. Yeah, it's a and, huge uh, the canopy. I mean, people just sit under that shade. Yeah, um, yeah, it's massive. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, it's just crazy, you know. And it, and it's a it's a reminder for all of us that uh, you know this. I mean, th- th- this kind of a natural disaster is just something you can never plan for. It's not anything you can do. But I mean homes were like the Colorado fire a couple of years ago were just wiped out. Yeah. Uh, just completely like vanished from the fire. And, um, it's a really good reminder because, uh, for those listening in homes, cause fire can happen at any time is to, uh, take your cell phone, stand in the middle of a room and then slowly put it on a video and just pivot around the room. Right. So you can see everything and then save those videos somewhere God forbid something happens, you can at least know what you had because you'll never remember everything. Totally. You just won't. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, 
but uh, oh, just so sad. And the death toll continues to climb. It's just terrible. Yeah, it's now the uh, the deadliest natural disaster in Hawaii's history. You know, mm-hmm. now that it's it's gotten to the point that it has, and yeah, it's um, it it is terrible. But it, that's great advice, Lou. I mean, for people to just go through the house and like take video, take footage, because you do you never know, and yeah. once it happens, it's too late. Yeah, I don't want to bring everybody down right the, right out of the box, but no, it's, for sure, it's really yeah. sad. And um, you know, I know that the. Red Cross is uh, accepting donations. I saw United Airlines put out a thing that you can donate miles to help, like, uh, you know, uh, first responders and people go in there to clean up to get out there, do stuff, which is, you know, there's a bunch of different organizations that are helping out. So it was such a beautiful place in the world and uh, just so sad. Oh, just so sad. Yeah. On a lighter note, <laughs> Wednesday night I went to Springsteen. Nice. And I was thinking, I was why there. is it? I'm a big Springsteen fan. My uh, wife is groupies. Not I'm not a. Gr- I was thinking. I was thinking about this when I was going to bring this up, um, and I was like, I'm not a groupie. Like they're right. Who is it? Uh, More I of think a Lisa Dent went. Has been seen him like 45 times. Oh. And, uh, who is it? Rich Linkoff, you know, who does the This Week in Wealth. Yeah, He's seen it like 140 some odd times. Like, like that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever we're paying that lawyer, it's too much. (laughs) He's going to that many shows. Right. Um, But uh, I was counting. I was thinking, how many times have I seen Springsteen? Am I like kind of a crazy person too? Only five. Okay. Only five. And once was the the Born in the USA tour in 1984. Oh, nice. At Soldier Field. Cool. So, I mean, I go, you know, I go a little bit far back, but it was a really fun show. And then I was thinking to myself... Why is it that, and you know that I'm a, uh, you, you are such a talented producer that creates all these rejoins and opens. I have not a rejoin, not an open with a Bruce Springsteen song. Ooh, um. Right? Mm-hmm. Not one. And I was thinking, I was thinking yesterday when I was thinking about this, like, th- there's so many songs that are kind of fit for. Really? Well, I mean, that have like, oh, like oh, so one of my favorite songs. And I, and I can't tell you, like, what's your most, like. My son Max goes, what's your favorite Springsteen song? And I go, I don't know that I have one, mm. but I have. it depends on the mood that I'm in. But, like, mm. I love Thunder Road. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay? And the beginning of Thunder Road, you don't know. You don't <laughs> A little know. harmonica action. The screen door slams. Oh. Mary's dress waves. Like, like a, a vision. vision, she dances across the porch as the radio plays. Oh. And you have to ask Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison oh. singing for the lonely. Hey, that's me, and I want you only. Don't turn me home again. I just can't face myself alone again. Don't. Uh, sorry. Don't anyway, run back so anyway, that's a great song, and it's I like know. the radio plays. Yeah. He's got a bunch of songs. There's with a the screen radio. door slamming too. The screen door, the porch floor. Mary. <laughs> Mary. The uh. great Mary. I mean, he loves the name Mary. I'm just throwing that I, out you there. You know what? I'm not a big fan. That's fine. I, you know, I usually... Uh, okay. I, usually I love you, but it is House Smarts Radio with Lou Manfredini. Well, uh, your producer produces the rejoins. Right, right. Lindsay produces the rejoins, and she says, <laughs> nope, that ain't happening. And she's amazingly talented. That is for sure. Next week, there will be one with <laughs> Thunder Road. Like, why is it I don't have a... You know, like, that would be a thing. But it was such a, it was a, so it was a beautiful night and, mm-hmm. um, it was Wednesday night and I went, my wife and I, who's a, she's a, a huge fan. Like it, it's like, I'm not even with her when she's watching Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> right? Like, are you here? And she just loves him. And, uh, and our, uh, our daughter Carmen and her, uh, partner Liam, and then our son and, 
Quinn and his wife Amy, and they are while they're fa- they've heard, grown up with Springsteen in the house. I don't know that they're fans per se, but they were excited to go to the show. Yeah, where were you sitting? Uh, we were sitting on the lower uh, third base line, like oh, okay. bel- behind the dugout. You know, maybe I don't know thirty rows up. Yeah, we were. We were. Uh, oh, you were there too. Yeah, we were there, first base side, uh, lower level of the upper deck. About five rows. What up. a fun show! Right? It was great. It was great. Ugh. And he, so my in the not even like the maybe the fifth song, my daughter in law Amy turns around and goes, "Oh my god, he doesn't stop! Nope, he doesn't stop for three hours. He doesn't stop. It is just like one, two, three, four, and he goes into a song, and then one, two, three, and then goes into a song, and just one after another. He's 73, 74. Yeah, everybody in the band is in their seventies, right. pretty much. And they just rocked it. It was really, really fun. It was awesome. And it was a nice mix uh, crowd, right? Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we had some uh, 20, 30-somethings in our in our section. Yeah, we did, too. They were going crazy, too. They were, they were, And it wasn't just the newer stuff. They were they reacting to the old stuff, too. Oh, so fun. Yeah. So fun. Screen door slams, Mary's dress wave. <laughs> like a vision, she danced. It was so good. All right. Enough about that. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568 is our phone number. You know, we start things off where we call you, you don't call us. You can go to our, my Facebook page or and uh, send a note to Lindsay, and then she'll call you in the morning. We'll send you out a House March radio pin. All right, we're going to go to uh, Naperville. You are our first caller this morning. Good morning. Don't call us. Oh, good morning, Lou. How are you? I'm doing great. How may I help you this morning? Okay, I have um, two skylights uh, that appeared that the seal is broken. There's some moisture and some clouding on them. Uh, And I'm wondering if those can be fixed by one of those window repair places, mm. or do I really need to replace them? Are they, um, so they're flat glass, um, mm. right? They're like, do you, do you know the brand name? Are they Velux Skylights? I don't know the brand name, and they are, I think they're slightly domed. Oh, okay. If they're slightly domed, then no, because that cloudiness then <clears throat> probably is from the, um, uh, the glass itself and or the it's like a plexi on the outside that's discolored and um we used to have um a skylight company lindsay uh eugene junior naperville there's a there's a company one of them's called nss nancy sam sam okay and the other was a place out of Glenview, Lindsay. It was like um, Sunshine and Lollipops. No, it was, uh, what was it? It was something like that. It was like Sun something out of Glenview. Oh, I see her nodding her head. She's remembering. She's got to stop talking, she says. Anyway, there's two companies. This is all they do is skylights. The one, 
the NSS one, it's like NSS 1966 or something. I seem to remember like 1966 is in their email or something. Um, and uh, oh, yeah, so the company's NSSexteriors.com, NSS exteriors.com. And there, okay. that's all they do is skylights. And then there's another one I'm going to come up with really nice people out of Glenview that. Uh, Jeannie McGrory was the uh, the account executive on that account. That I remember, too. So keep listening. I'll get you the name of at least two people that, um, okay. that uh, and I'll get you that name, and then uh, I mean, that way you'll at least get two people to come out and take a look at it. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857 857-557-4568. We will take a quick break. And we'll be back right after this. Oh, for our caller, uh, the name of the company, uh, Jane, is Houseworks Daylighting Solution. What did I say it started with? I don't think I was right. What did I say? Oh, sun. 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 Houseworks Daylighting. Sun, Daylight. Sun. sun. That was something. Oh. And their website is a uh, great website, myskylights.com. Mm-hmm. It was like when I was um, remodeling our, or when we were remodeling our house back in 2001, um, the early part of the internet, you know, and I was searching on the internet for like some very specialty kind of, uh, hardware for the kitchen cabinets. I wanted something unique, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to try the internet. I'm gonna, what do they call that in 2001? The internet. Worldwide. And I found this guy and, and, uh, and I t- sent him an email and then he actually called me. Oh yeah, we'll put it all together. And I was convinced that it was a guy in his basement with boxes of, of, of ha- knobs and stuff. And his website was myknobs.com, <laughs> which I always thought was very funny. Uh, and and actually, the knobs were super unique, and we had them forever. They were great. I don't know if it still exists, some guy in his basement. Anyway, when your water heater fails, wow, you quickly realize how much you rely on hot water. How old is that water heater? And if it's over, I don't know, 10 years old, making abnormal banging noises, or maybe you notice your hot water just isn't, you know, hot enough, call Center Guard Plumbing. They're a company you can trust. They're family-owned with all their own employees and decades of experience plumbing knowledge. CenterGuard Plumbing is the local water heater expert. They'll beat any water heater quote provided by another licensed contractor. How about that? At CenterGuard Plumbing, uh, they make the estimate process simple, too. Most of their work is quoted by you texting them pictures. I was talking with uh, the owner, uh, one of the owners of CenterGuard Plumbing, and he was sharing his story with me that... They had this commercial job that they got called in to quote, and the their price was less than half. Now, it was a big job. It was very uh, involved. Less than half of what the previous quote was from this owner. And the guy goes, I can't believe people charge this kind of money. You always got to check the prices. You always got to ask because you don't want to be taken advantage of. You call these guys at Center Guard Plumbing, they're going to do good work at a fair price. Uh, call Center Guard for a new water heater, traditional or tankless. They'll also install new stylish faucets, fix that low water pressure, clog drains, leaky toilets, malfunctioning garbage disposals. Here's the number, 847-406-8883, 847-406-8883, or visit WGNplumber.com. That's WGNplumber.com for Center Guard Plumbing. 857 857-557-4, 857-557-4568. This is Paul in Chicago. Hey, Paul, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Uh, Lou, I got uh, my uh, my hot water in my tub. 
when I turn it on, it starts rattling. When I open it all the way up, it goes away. Uh, what, what suggestions do you have? Just the tub? Just the tub. Uh, the sink, uh, the slop sink downstairs, I got a ranch house, so it's only the tub. You know, I, I just turn it on, it starts pop, 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 rattling, and I open it all the way, and it goes away. And that's when it's pouring out of the faucet, right? Faucet, yeah, in, in the tub. Yeah, when I, open right. up, uh, I got a hot and cold. But if you turn it on and immediately turn on the uh, shower, does it do it? No, not that shower. Only when I turn on the hot. When I, I get in the shower, I turn on the hot, and it's like rattling a little bit. Open it up, and more flow comes in there, and the noise goes away. Okay, so let's try this. It might. It may be that the spout... Okay, and let me ask you this. When you go to do a shower, do you have a little knob you lift up on the spout to activate the shower? Yes. Okay. I want you to to turn on the water when we're done and do it and hold that lever. I think that vibration is coming from that lever giving you back pressure because it's a tub filler is unrestricted flow, and it could be that little lift that's causing the rattle. And if you do that and turn okay. it on and it doesn't rattle then you can either replace the spout or just know that that's what it is. There's no big problem. If that's not it, I want you to turn off the main valve in the house, open up all the faucets, flush all the toilets, close all the valves, slowly turn the water back on, then go to all the faucets and take the little aerators off to clean them off. That will put air back in the line and actually... um, uh, create, uh, you know, uh, the water hammer that that's called. It'll it'll put the air back in the line in the compression chambers, so you shouldn't get that sound whatsoever. But I bet it's the spout itself causing the problem. Thanks so much for the phone call. We need to head into the WGN Radio Newsroom for this news update with Don Kleppen. Well, Mr. Castorini, what do you think? $10,800. That seems like a lot. Look. There are three kinds of pipe. There's the kind of pipe you have, which is garbage. Then there's rock, which is very good. Unless something goes wrong. And something always goes wrong. And then there's copper, which is the only pipe I use. It costs money. Now back to Lou Manfredini. It costs money because it saves money. And House Smarts Radio. Fell into a burning ring Those are words of wisdom right there. Down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns. 857-557-4 That's the number that Dita in Hickory Hills called. Hi Dita. You're on House Marts Radio. Good good morning. Good morning. Lou, I have been invaded with flies in three of my rooms. Twenty-five, thirty flies in um on, on, on the windows. I've been swatting them, and I just don't understand what's going on. There's some little nest somewhere that we need to get, and uh, you have a couple of options. There's, you know, a flying insect spray that you can spray that will get on the windows, then you'll have to clean the windows, but it's probably the easiest way for you to eliminate it initially, and then Pay attention, like, in the corners of the windows, if there's a little gap here or there, spray a little bit in there. Or you could use flypaper so that you don't have to spray, you know, the chemical. But mm-hmm. um, if you go to the hardware store, there will be a a flying insect spray, it's called. What I would do, too, just to 
you know, you don't want to breathe. You don't want to breathe this in. So I'd put a mask on when you spray it just to give yourself mm-hmm. a little bit of protection. And, you know, obviously stay away from it. But if you spray it, you'll get you'll kill them almost immediately. And then the residual value of that spray will um, <clears throat> will be there to kind of work its way in if there's some little nest somewhere. I've noticed that the flies have been really bad um, at our house, too, and uh, it's super annoying. I don't have 30 of them, but a, a lot of people are complaining about that for sure. No, but, I mean, this is not just 30 at one time. I'll kill them. And they and, keep coming back, just, right, right. And they just continue, continue, yeah. yeah. So there's a little nest somewhere. It's usually around the windows. The other thing, too, you could do is are you on a single-story home or a two-story home? I'm on, on a ranch. Okay, so on the outside, take that same spray and spray around the perimeter of the window. So, okay, that I wouldn't have thought of. All right. All right, and then I think you'll solve the problem. Thank you so much. I will listen to you all the time. First time speaker. Oh, that's wonderful. And tell me about the name Dida. That's a beautiful name. Is that short for something, or is that is that your name? No, that, that that's my name. What what what's the what's the origin of that name? It's beautiful. It's a pure blooded Lithuanian name, oh. and it means uh, life. Oh, well, Dida, that's a beautiful name, and I wish you a very good life, and thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Uh, Lithuanian. Have you ever had any Lithuanian food? I should have asked Dida. Ooh, what would no. Lithuania, uh, the Lithuanian food, I bet, is delicious. Mm. Right? I wonder what it is. I don't yeah. Know. Dida. Dida. Call her back. 857-557-4LOO. 857-557-4568. I want to tell you about... Um, <clears throat> this wine preview that's happening in Geneva. Ready to wine a little, laugh a lot? See what they did there? Then get tickets to the John Williams sh- uh, next Thursday, August 17th, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Oh, he's drinking on a work night. I don't know about that. Why didn't I get that gig? I would have done that. Uh, at the Saveway in Geneva, sample delicious wines, uh, many of which will be served at Geneva's Festival of the Vine in September, along with food pairings. Attendees will get a WGN Radio goodie bag, raffle tickets for prizes, special pricing on wines, tastings, and a fun night out with John. Tickets are $50, and the link to buy them is at WGNRadio.com slash events. That's WGNRadio.com slash events. So, wine a little, laugh a lot with the John Williams and the Saveway in Geneva on August 17th. You know what they should have done? For 50 bucks. Don't you think I should have gotten a bottle of wine? Right? Hey, you can get a bottle of wine, right? And come and get the tickets. Maybe you are getting a bottle of wine. I don't Sold. know. It's all sponsored by the Geneva Chamber of Commerce. Um, you can go to WGNRadio.com slash events and find the information. And then a personal aside. Yesterday, I was um, <clears throat> listening to the John Williams show while I was cutting up potatoes for the whatever annual fish fry, the Mike Jakubowski Lou Manfredini fish fry that's happening today for 34 people. And um, you know what the secret to good crunchy homemade french fries is, Lindsay? No, but you make the best ones. You got to cut them the day before, and then you soak them in water for like 24 hours. That makes sense. You got to get all the starch out of it. Mm -hmm. And so after the show today, I'm going to take the 15 pounds of potatoes that I cut up. And put them right on your hips. Put them right on my hips, 
It's not Seattle Sutton compliant, but it's just once a year. Anyway, and then you got to let them dry. That's the key. So I got to pull them out and put them in a basket and then let them rest and dry until this afternoon when we're ready to go. That's my little cooking tip for you all today. But while I was doing that, John yesterday interviewed this author uh, by the name of Laura Carney, who wrote a book called My Father's List. I beg you to go to WGNRadio.com, the link to that interview with this author and John, and our own Sarah Tiemann, um, who's on there. Now, Sarah, who is our promotions director, is a very avid reader. And this book is about uh, this woman at 25 years old lost her father to in a car crash. And um, you got to see if I remember the story right. On her wedding day, they found a bucket list that her father had written that I think no one knew about. And the brother had the thing framed and gave it to his sister on her wedding day. But the sister then took the bucket list and started to do the things that her father wanted to do. And so the interesting thing about this whole conversation that John had with this author was the woman was running late for the interview. And John, I think, was super excited to talk with this author. And so he, he really wanted to share the story. But Sarah had read the book, and she is so passionate in talking about uh, the books. And so she describes this whole book. And you can sense in Sarah's speaking that she doesn't know this author, but she has a connection with this woman and what she's doing because of some things that had happened personally in Sarah's life. It is one of the loveliest conversations between Sarah and John and then Sarah and this author, and then all three of them together, it absolutely is worth your time to go to WGNRadio.com. The link is there. And, uh, you know, John, during the day, was talking about people and things they have on their bucket list. You know, what, what do you have on your bucket list? And, you know, and John had said, and I was thinking about this, too, as I was listening, I don't have a bucket list. Like, I don't have a thing like, well, I really want to go to... Kilimanjaro or something like that. And John was saying the thing, but a lot of people do. And um, it was just an interesting thing to hear from people. WGNRadio.com, I believe it's on the homepage. It's uh, John Williams speaking with the author Laura Carney, who wrote a book called My Father's List. And um, it's really worth a listen for sure. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. I had raccoons, and I think maybe when they went up there to vacuum and spray, I think they might have hit the pipe. He's here to solve all your home improvement problems. Oh, I thought you meant the raccoons did that. I thought you had, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger raccoons that were moving the pipe around. <laughs> and if you can't solve them, at least they'll make you laugh. I'll move the pipe. I'll move the pipe. You go through the roof. He's all yours. Now back to Lou on House Smarts Radio. little show in my own head. Welcome back. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. It's a funny little place inside my head. This is Fred in Peru. Hey, Fred, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. 
I have a question about how one would trust contractors in uh, south part of Chicago. My daughter and her husband have a house they bought about six or seven years ago. It was a flip. Really nice uh, externally, but a lot of the systems failed, were poorly installed, or just didn't meet the need. And currently they've got a situation where they get some water through some of the windows on a really rainy, windy day. They will get water in a couple of the windows. They've had multiple contractors out to look at the situation. Some guys say it's the roof. Some say it's the siding. Others say it was the way the windows were flashed. And, um, you know, the son-in-law is not really a handy man, per se. So but, he's but, 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 he, but, he's a, but he's a fine young man, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. And he's Italian, Lou, well, so it's then, all good. There we go. Abundanza. Then that's good. Okay. Um let me ask you this, um, Fred. Have they have they localized with the water coming? Obviously, it's coming when it's it seems like a heavy rain, meaning like a blowing rain. It isn't, to the best of their knowledge, coming from the where the sashes meet the windows. It's the it's where the um, the window meets the the framing of the house. Actually, uh, on a couple of the windows, it is on the sash, and those windows from the exterior look like the, the siding might be bowed a little bit. Okay. And it's also on a corner of the house that freezes. It gets a big ice dam on that corner of the house. The other side of the house is the one where it comes in with a high wind, and that will actually come in through the top of the window frame. Okay. All right, so... And and to the best of your knowledge, the siding, is it a vinyl-sided house? Yeah, it's a vinyl-sided house, and to me it appears that they might have put a wrap on it, but that they went just right over the old uh, asphalt siding. Right. It's uh, right. like a 100-year-old house. Right. So, you know, the kind of the, the going uh, way that new windows get installed, you said it was a flip, meaning that they bought, somebody else flipped it and they renovated it and they bought it, correct? Yes, right. So my guess is, where I, like where I would start, obviously not seeing this, I would immediately go to the flashing around the windows. The only way that we're going to figure out what's going on there is the siding around the windows needs to come off, okay? Now okay. the fact that this is vinyl, that's not the end of the world because it you can unclip and kind of, you know, you'll you'll have to open up more than just what's there, but it'll all go back together if it's carefully taken off like a puzzle, okay? Sure. And, and my right. guess is there is no flashing tape around the windows against the whatever the old siding was or the old sheathing there, even if it's a wrap. Typically, there's this uh, flashing tape that goes around there to seal it, right? And it doesn't... Right. Um, it doesn't allow any water to go in. And then there's a J-channel and typically a piece of flashing over the top of it to help guide the water. And even that, that detail in how the J-channel goes in is a specific detail. The, the, the vertical pieces of J-channel on both sides of the window go in first and they're, they're cut flush with the top. And then the J-channel on the top actually goes wider than the window and then the channel of it gets cut and bent down. I mean, it's some, it's specific flashing window 101, which 
if like the roof that you're talking about where some guys say it's the roof but it, you know it seems like the water's all coming in from the windows if the windows right. are flashed properly the roof won't affect it you would see that inside the house like in the ceiling if that was the issue i see so okay. to okay. me where uh, uh where where is this house uh mount greenwood okay so you you know you got to find a good siding contractor down south. I would probably, um, I would probably go to the Nary website, n a r i dot org, nary dot org. Look for a uh, plug in their zip code down in Mount Greenwood. Have them get a um, uh, a siding contractor that's a member of Nary. This and and they're probably gonna at this point, quite frankly, if they didn't flash the one window, they didn't flash them all. Okay. And if your daughter's going to be there for a while with your son-in-law, your good Italian son-in-law, I'll call him Vito. Um, and uh, and so then they probably want to have them come and flash all these windows uh, correctly. Okay. Um, you know, so the other thing is about this ice dam and everything they get in the winter on the one corner of the house, do you think that I, what they're getting is they, they have no access to the to the actual attic. Okay. They don't know what the status is on insulation, you know, or if it even is insulated. The some of the roofing guys have come in and said, well, the contractors, not necessarily roofers, but they've come in and said that they feel that it's probably poorly or not insulated, and then that's what's causing the uh, the ice dam on the one corner. It's a two story house, by the way, so yeah. Yeah. more difficult to look at but it also the roof has no eaves and everybody's been kind of like well if there's no eaves it's real easy for the water to just flow down the sides of the of the home and get in anywhere where it can uh you know like well, the, uh, i mean that, that i mean side. that that could be but i assume the home have gu- the home has gutters yes and so you would see evidence of that you know, probably in the fascia under the gutter, if there would be some staining and whatnot, as it pertains to the attic and the insulation, yeah, the ice damming probably is due to a lack of insulation and ventilation, and probably what has to happen is they need to create access into the attic. And so whether it's cutting a hole in a closet or in the upstairs hallway, whatever it might be, um, that too, you're not going to know unless you get up in there and you know, then maybe it becomes a permanent access. I mean, it's involved, right? This is not, it isn't just like, oh, I'm going to pop up there. I mean, you got to frame it out and, you know, maybe put a set of stairs or maybe just use a ladder. I mean, in our own home, we I have access to the attic, but I don't have stairs. I have a ladder that I put up there. It, I don't go up there right. for any reason other sure. than, uh, you know, so, I mean, it. but uh, I would definitely create that access. I would look for a siding contractor to come out and, and address reflashing all the windows that's where I would start and see if you can get that figured out. Appreciate the phone call. Hey, we're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
Mm-hmm. Saturday morning, right. we're ready to get working. Here we go. That's right. You're tuned in to Lou. I was just wondering, this mister, I'll come over and help spray, prime, and paint your wrought iron railing. And House Smarts Radio. No, 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 that's coming up uh, later on. <laughs> he may not be knocking on your door anytime soon, you know, social distancing, but he sure will help you now over these radio airways. What time are you going to be here? All you have to do is call. Here's your host, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Hey, get a rhythm. I'll come over. When you get a rhythm. When you get the blues. Welcome back. Get a rock House Smarts Radio. 857-557-4 Lou. Get a rhythm. I did. When you 857-557-4568. A little shoe shine boy, he never gets low down, but he's got the dirty. All right, so um, it's uh, 7, uh, 12, 7, 13 in the morning, and what we knew, what we do this time uh, is we uh, we do the word of the day announcement, right? So we kind of put this all out there. You know, we like to give you things to learn and uh, different uh, words, just, you know, ways you can work them into a conversation maybe, and then... Andy and and uh, and Don and even Lindsay or myself will try and work it in. So here we go. The word of the day is nef- <laughs> I love that <laughs> nefarious. Ah, it's an adjective. Nefarious, typically of an action or activity, wicked or criminal. Ah, I've heard this word a lot lately. You have, and I love it. It is but often I like it used when I, in the news. I like it when mm-hmm. it's often What's used that? in the news. Often yeah. used in the news. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I like it when people say it with a East Coast accent. <laughs> so if you guys could work Nefarious. that in, nefarious, nefarious. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it is right. pretty good. Right. All those flowered, those but, flowered. But I prefer. Yes. Lindsay's like when I I prefer it if you'd use an East Coast accent. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Lindsay, Lindsay's going to use her Irish. Yeah. She's going to do her Irish accent where she's like a pirate from Ireland. That's backed by popular demand for sure. Uh. <laughs> so that's our word of the day. You that's listeners, good. if you can work that in, nefarious. Wait, you use that in the news, Don? So, oh, well, I haven't. Yeah, I will. I will stay tuned. You <laughs> will today. Yeah. I've heard it so often. It's like the word of 2023, I feel like. Yeah. yeah really? Sure. But I love it. Yes, Is that like a that. fern? Like, you know, the plant. The plant of 2023 is the fern. Oh. Did you know that? Mm. Nefernius. No. Nefer- <laughs> Nefernius. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. He's here all weekend. Try the veal. <laughs> Nefarious. That is the word of the day. An adjective. Wicked or criminal. All right. Off with you. Got, you're on your way, everybody. We are word of the day. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. A couple things uh, to tell you about, too. Um, the Toro Product of the Month giveaway. We have a new month, and we have a new product to give away, uh, which is really nice. We're trying to help you people out. And our friends at Toro are back with the brushless chainsaw. All you have to do is go to WGNRadio.com slash contests. It's uh, easy to start and easy to use. It cuts big logs like a pro with a 16-inch full bar and chain. The brushless motor gives you more power right when you need it uh, to make outdoor work a breeze. Get more done, too, with uh, up to 50 cuts on a single charge on the interchangeable battery that works with the full lineup of 75-plus Toro tools, all season power, all season long. Enter to win the Toro 60-volt Max Brushless Chainsaw, and that's the Toro August product of the month over at WGNRadio.com slash contests. That's WGNRadio.com slash 
contests. The sweepstakes ends on Thursday, August 31st at 11.59 p.m. Central Time, wgnradio.com slash contest. All right, um, we had a caller earlier this morning, and I got uh, a couple of texts about uh, flying insects and flies and bugs and what's going on. It's been weird, right, the weather. And, you know, this uh, August weather is funny. You may notice a bunch of weeds popping up, and the mosquitoes, I think with some of this rain coming in and a little puddling, is going to be problematic as well couple of products um, if you're going to host a party. Like I mentioned the fact that I'm going to, um, we have fish fry coming up today uh, that we're hosting, and we're going to have a bunch of people over. And I'm going to take my uh, mosquito sprinkle in the backyard after the show, which kind of has a little garlic smell to it, but it really does work. And you spread it around uh, in the grass, and um, initially you'll smell it. But it does amazingly well. Bonide makes one that uh, there's a couple different makers. There's one you can put on a hose. There's a, I like the flakes because I think that they last longer. Um, and uh, they can last up to two weeks. It can even withstand a rain. I don't know that it lasts a ton with, it, with the rain. But um, if you're hosting a party, go buy a bottle of this shake and put it out there today. Um, and it'll last at least a couple days and keep people from swatting away at the mosquitoes while you're trying to entertain outside. It's a really good one. Um, to use to kind of make it more comfortable outside, outdoors, so we can, I mean, the kids are going back to school soon. It's probably, you know, the last weekend of having some fun, and uh, it should be a, a great way to enjoy the outdoors. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. And real quick before we take a break, we have a, a, a interesting Noodaloo 2 coming up after 730, and... Um, how am I going to get this way? It's a it's a it's a digital safe, right? So it's like a lockbox. It's like things you want, like you know, don't just put that in your lockbox and don't take it out, like that kind of stuff, right? But um, Lindsay's going to describe what this is. But there's some really funny other things that people use this thing for. You're definitely going to want to stick around for that coming up after seven thirty-five this morning. 857-557-4LU, 718 in the morning. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Happy weekend. Where's Hale's Corner? Uh, Hale's Corner is near Milwaukee. Did you go to a fish fry last night? Well, of course. What else did they serve there? They give you hush puppies or french fries? Potato pancakes. Oh, my gosh. Fridays are for fish fries. Kathleen, how can I help you this morning? Saturdays are for Lou. I was wondering if you can help me with my heartburn from the pancakes. Now back to Lou Manfredini. <laughs> right here on House Smarts Radio. Welcome back. Looking like a two. 857 lou 857-557-4568. This is Linda in Chicago. Hi, Linda. Good morning. How are you today? I am well. How may I help you? I am very interested in cleaning my front mirror. It's on a closet door. When you were in Ireland, the two gentlemen that were on with Wendy, they discussed something that you could use to clean an old mirror. One of the gentlemen. Mm. I thought he said Clorox, but I wasn't sure. Well, I mean, so is it like a mirror that's embedded in a door? It is. Okay. Um, you know what? On second thought, I think it's... Well, 
It's, really not embedded, but it's on the door. It's on the door. Okay. But I mean... Fastened, right. Okay. So a mirror, you know, the the ref, what you see, the reflection, the coating is on the back side of the glass. Okay? So... Yes. When you clean a mirror on the outside, you're just cleaning the glass, not doing anything for the mirror portion of it on the back. And so, I mean, is it what is it like cloudy or not quite as clear? What is it that you're? What's your concern? It's 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 cloud. It is cloudy. It is unattractive. It mm. looks like you just can't get it clean mm-hmm. and it, I've lived in this house 43 years mm-hmm. and it has been on the door and I was just wondering if I could do something to uh, make it look more <clears throat> I think pretty, that, uh, yeah yeah no I understand I think Linda I mean other than you know the the typical Windex or cleaner like that if the glass itself like in other words if you look at if you look at that mirror from the side okay and you kind of look at the reflection of the glass in the light and you don't see anything on the glass itself, no pitting, uh, no, you know, film or anything on the outside of that glass. That mirror just may be clouded from age. I mean, if you said you've been in the house 40 some years, 40. That, yes. that, and how old is the house? Older than that, right? Yes, much older than that. And the mirror is probably original. You know, like I said, I've been here 43 years. Yeah. And it was here yeah. when I moved in. Yep, yep. I think that... I think it's the original. Yeah, I'm sure. And so that is not uncommon for mirrors to kind of lose their luster over time like that. They're, they get almost like a little, almost like a smoky um, um, appearance to them when you're looking. It's not quite crystal clear anymore. Right, and I, exactly. And, and honestly... I I don't have any solution for you that would work other than probably replacing that. Okay. okay. Which you know, I mean, that I I don't think it's anything that's going to be on the glass that is on your side of it. This is on the back side, and so if this is possible for you to take it off of the door, and you could take it to a glass company, they could probably cut one, you know, and say, "Here you go, lady. We made it the exact same size." And then you could put it back in. Okay, okay. All right. You know what, though, before you go, please, I had just come out of the bathroom, and I heard you talking about a mosquito repellent you could put on your lawn. I need to know that name. So uh, it's by Bonide, and um, I believe it's called, it's not Skeeter Beater, it's Mosquito... It's, you know, it's part of their uh, Bonide uh, Mosquito. Oh, you know what it's called? It's called Mosquito Beater. That's what it's okay. called. Okay. And it comes, and it, come, and it comes in a, like a gallon jug, and it's like a, it's like a giant salt shaker, right? And you just, okay. you just walk around the lawn and you sprinkle it, and it's all natural, so you don't have to worry, you know, if you sprinkle a little bit on your toes. Uh, it's not a big deal, and you won't get hurt or anything like that, but it does really work. Just what I need for my grandchildren playing in my backyard. Perfect. This is wonderful, wonderful. Linda, have a Thank wonderful you so day. You do the same. Bye-bye. Bye. 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. This is Pat. This is Pat in Naperville. Hey, Pat, good morning. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing great. What's going on? 
Not much. I had a quick question for you. What's the best um, cleaner for uh, galvanized pipes in an older home? You mean exposed pipes that you're just trying to clean up a little bit? No, uh, to pour down the drain. Oh, oh, oh okay. Um, what's the drain? And is it a uh, um, a sink or or is it? Tell me what's going on. So um, it's an older home. It's a hundred years old, and some of the pipes have been replaced. Okay. So, but there's a there is. I know, like the kitchen sink is still galvanized. Um. I know the upstairs tub is has been repiped, but um, I just don't want to damage the older pipes when I, we're cleaning them. So there's a product called Insta Flow that is a really really good for slow running drains. It's very effective on any kind of piping, and the. The thing is, is that it works, and then you rinse it, and then it doesn't sit there to cause any more damage. So where you're having a slow-running drain, you're going to take this bottle. You're going to, if it's okay. a, let's say it's a vanity sink. In a perfect world, you take out the pop-up, okay? But that's not right, right. necessary. But that take that out. Pour a fair amount over the drain so it piles up. It's like chips, Okay. And um, then you pour boiling water over the top of that until it starts to dissolve. And once it's all dissolved, step away and leave it there for about a minute, maybe 90 seconds. And then pour the rest of the hot water down there to rinse it and then turn the faucet on to rinse it all out. It will chomp up a lot of the gunk and muck that's there and uh, munch it and uh, and really do a good job. And you may have to repeat it, but the key is when you're done, really rinse well, InstaFlow, right. and it's available at uh, your local hardware store, and it works great. Just don't put your nose over it when you're putting the boiling water on it because it does have quite a strong initial smell as it's starting to uh, dissolve. Thanks so much for the phone call. 857-5574-LU, our new Lou 2 you're going to want to stick around for. It's got some funny little reviews, not that Lindsay put in there, but it was stuff, well, it's a little naughty. That's all I'm going to say. Now we're going to the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Don Kleppen. For Noodaloo 2. I just love noodles. No, not noodle. New to. New to Lou. Good times, noodle salad. No noodles. It's new to Lou. But he does love a good pasta. Now we eat, okay? One up, I eat everybody. Now back to Lou Manfredini, New to Lou 2, and House Smarts Radio. Papa's got a brand new bag. Our New to Lou 2 is sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. When you need a new ride, you need a new Chevy. So we get all kinds of fun things that uh, we get sent to us. We discover. Uh, Lindsay and I have like an annual trip. We're like the the swallows of Capistrano. We always go to the home houseware show, which is now called something else. And, um, you know, we get a lot of great ideas. And a lot of times we see stuff that's just not available, right? Like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'll be six months uh, when it's available, you know, we still got to make it or we're, you know, maybe like at the houseware show, I think a lot of companies come and kind of gauge people's interest, right? You know, if all of a sudden some buyer from Target says, 
man, if you had one of those, I'd buy a million of them, right? And then they're like, we got to make a million of them, right? And uh, anyway, this is one of those things that we discovered, and I thought it was kind of cool. And I, well, I just... I just thought it was a neat idea for for protecting stuff that you want to keep safe or out of the hands of people. It's it's not a it's like a safe. It is a safe, but it's not like a fire safe. It's not something you bolt to the ground. It has a specific use. Well, I'll let Lindsay tell you about it, and then we'll talk more about it. Something you need to hide or keep out of reach of prying eyes or tiny hands? Let's be honest, kids are better sleuths than most, and they will also go through your stuff just for fun. You need to keep things like jewelry, money, medication safe and secure. Where can you put it? Trova is our new Tulu 2 this morning. Trova is a small locking storage case that doesn't need a key. Instead, you use your smartphone and a password or biometric ID like your face ID. That means only you can unlock it. And it's more than just functional. It's also designed to look good too. Trova is crafted with an aluminum exterior. It has flat sides with a ridge running the length of both the top and the bottom. There's no physical release button, no keypad, nothing aside from a small light and the charging port. To gain access to your Trova, you need the Trova Companion app. You open the app, tap your Trova, and verify your identity with the onboard biometrics, whether Face ID or Touch ID. Access friend. Trova connects to your iPhone via Bluetooth, so it must be within range for this to work. Now, there are different sizes, the Trova Go and the Trova Go Plus, which are great for travel, and the Trova Home, which is a security box pretty enough to sit right on your nightstand. Trova safe boxes are designed as luxury safe, so they're not exactly cheap, ranging from $199 to $599. For more information, check out Lou's House Smart's YouTube channel, and be sure to click that subscribe button while you're there. Have you ever seen the uh, movie... Space Odyssey? No. Maybe. But I don't know what you're going to (laughs) reference. So, I think I have this right. There's a moment in the movie where, like, there's this rectangular box floating in space. Oh. And when I opened up the box to the Trova, that's what I thought of. It's not silver. It's black. But I was like, huh, Space Odyssey 2001. Uh. It was like, no, Hal, I can't do that. it's It's a really freaky movie oh like from like 1968 or something anyway this isn't that but it's it just reminded me of that and uh what also when you open up the trova box the box itself the box that holds the box it's kind of like you're opening up an iphone very high quality materials you know i mean it's not an inexpensive thing so it's Imagine this rectangular black box that just looks like a black box, and you don't even know how. To, what is it like? How do you open it? And sure. Lindsay described with the bio, you you look at your phone if you have Face ID, and it unlocks the thing, and then you open it up mm-hmm. with the app. So, you know, you maybe are taking a medication, and you have teenagers, and you don't want to leave that out, mm-hmm. or whatever. Or it, I guess it could be for a firearm as well. Right. Yes, we talked about that. I don't right. think that's what it's for, but right. I remember talking about that with the. It guy. could be. It's smaller. Uh, if that's you know, if you had something like that, I, I think that it certainly would be. If you if if you are a person that keeps a firearm next to your bed for protection, mm-hmm. 
it wouldn't be like a quick as a bunny, someone's breaking oh. in. Hold on, where's my phone? You know, like that. Let me Excuse me, Robert, one second. Let me, yeah, come here. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but, so as Lindsay's researching, like, to, you know, kind of how to come up with this stuff, there's some really funny reviews about the kinds of things you might keep in the trova. Correct. That I never, it never crossed my mind. No. But, I mean. Like, you know, maybe you're, I mean, in, in Illinois, it's legal. Maybe you're someone that smokes marijuana and you, uh, and you keep marijuana. Yeah. And you have teenagers. Right. right. And you got your little jar of buds and you want to <laughs> keep them. Hey, bud. And, uh, and so you could keep that in there. It's a good one. Uh, or uh, medication. We talked about that. Maybe there's medications. Or maybe you have a back massager that you don't want to keep out. <laughs> uh, it could go in there. Totally. Mommy's back <laughs> massager. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny. Eight, five, seven, five. five no. So go to. Go Everyone to, has different things. Everything, like what you have to keep from people, is none exactly. of my business. And if you exactly. need, and if you need to keep it from people in a stylish way, then <laughs> check out the Trova. Uh, go to wgn. Uh, go to youtube.com slash TV. Lindsay's sweating from the description of the Trova, uh, and and so you can learn more about it. It's actually beautiful, and yeah, it's not inexpensive, but it would sit on your nightstand or on your uh, chest of drawers. And you wouldn't even know what it is. Jewelry, you got expensive jewelry. Now, it 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 doesn't bolt down. It just sits there. Right. I mean, I suppose you could bolt it down, but that's not what it's designed to do. No. It's so, I mean, if somebody came in and things. broke into your house, they'd be like, hey, what's in the box? It would be like stealing an ATM. Totally. Right? But for the people, you know, I mean, we have, I've got cash in the house just for like the babysitter or, and, you know. Sure. I wouldn't be surprised if one day Sadie or my oldest or young, either the Sadie or Sidney kind of come across, oh, what's this? What is a this? Fiverr. Right. right. Exactly. Right. I'll take this. But if yeah. it's in the Trova, then right. it's we a don't have to worry about it. Check it out. 857 857-557-4568. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Uh, yes, good morning, sir. During the first polar vortex, we were having problems in our bedroom on the west wall. What kind of question is this? I, these are not the kinds of questions I'm going to be answering if you're having problems in the bedroom. <laughs> He'll take just about any question, but he won't go there. Now back to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Use the Trova there. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4LOU. It's a funny little place. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. This is a Gary in Tinley Park. Hey, Gary, good morning. Good morning, Lou. How you doing? Doing well, sir. What's going on? Well, I had a an epoxy floor put onto my uh, garage, my two-car garage, uh, about a year ago. And uh, I'm having some issues with it. I've, I've got about three or four spots that have worn away, yeah. maybe the size of a half dollar. And I'm trying to figure out how to patch that. Is there, a, is there a good product to use to patch that, or do I have to 
redo the whole floor. Did it's you, a, it's a, you had this, ahead. you had this done by someone. Yes. And are they still around? No, they're not. <laughs> that's the problem. And it's not only me, but there's about four or five other neighbors of mine that had the same guy and he's just not available any longer. Right. And it's not a major issue, but it's just these, it's the gnawing issue of three or four spots that you'd like to get it back to normal. So, uh, so the um, the epoxy flooring, I mean, I like them. They look great. But this kind of lift that you're talking about is problematic for where we live. And it's, and it's, it's really more common than you think. Now, when this oh. person did the flooring... And where you have this lift, how thick is that epoxy? Is it thicker or is it just maybe like a little bit thicker than a film of paint? I would say the second. It's not terribly thick. Okay. And it's a speckled, like a gray, or what is it? Yeah, you put put down the epoxy, then you put down flakes all all through it. Right, right. And I still have some of the flakes. I I have enough flakes around, but I... Okay, so this is what we're going to do because that you can go buy. So there's an epoxy kit that Rustolium makes called Rock Solid, and um, that it's more like a paint. But you're going to have to buy a gallon of it, and you need like a shot glass full of it. It sounds like, right? Yeah, that's that's right. All right. So here's what I would do: figure out a way, <laughs> figure out a way to get a sample of this. That you can take into a, hard, uh-huh. a hardware store, like, uh, but it needs to be the size of a quarter. So could okay. you could you go behind? Like, do you have a workbench in the garage or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Take yeah, take a utility knife and cut a square out of that floor. Cut it in. You know, you're going to ruin the blade in the utility knife, but that's fine. Cut a square that's got to be the size of a quarter. And then use another, okay. like a razor blade, a straight razor, to kind of try and separate it. Then go into the hardware store and say, "I need a can, I need a quart, because that's all. That's the smallest you're going to make of a gray oil-based paint that's this color." Okay. Now they're going to mix that, and you're going to take a foam brush where you have the spot, clean it all up dab in this thing and kind of dab it on so it kind of matches that the extra flakes that you have sprinkle away and you and the other neighbors that have the problem you can all split the cost of the quart of paint okay and that should do it i don't do i need to put anything on top of no no and no and it isn't going to be the last time you do it (laughs) all right so the biggest right, thing well, that- the biggest thing with this Gary in the winter time keep a good broom around and when you take the car out of there every now and then sweep it all off cuz it's that salt okay. and what's hanging off the car in the winter that knocks the crap out of this stuff so it doesn't last yeah, I can see that because it happened on the side where we park our car. The other right. side we don't, and right. I put my bike and stuff there, and it's not. There's no problems at all. Right, right. The winter, like once a week, okay. broom it out. All right, sounds good. I'll, uh, so a gray oil-based paint, and then use those flakes to kind of try and blend it in, and use a foam brush 
to dab it in and fill it in so you get the same kind of thickness. Let that set yeah. up before you fill it and then walk away. When okay. you when you get done doing it, I mean, here's the advice. When you get done doing it, you're looking at, hmm, is that pretty good? I could Maybe if I go a little bit more, stop. Don't go anymore. The flakes... <laughs> The flakes, right. the flakes are what's going to blend it all in. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. All right, perfect. I thank you very much. I appreciate you the got help. it, but I appreciate you calling this morning as well. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven. Rick, can I answer your question real fast? Sure, Lou. Uh, our patio set got white spots all over it. It's about six years old. It's cast aluminum. I called the place where you bought it, and they said it's probably oxidation. So I got some oxidation to try and get it off. It didn't work. Um, also, about uh, two weeks ago, I did spray my house with wet and forget. I don't know if that causes spots. What would you suggest to get rid of them? The did, spots? You, did you spray the furniture with the spots? No, I, I sprayed it with the oxidize, oxidation that I bought. I sprayed it, all the furniture, and the spots, it covered it, but you can still see it coming through. And the, what color is the aluminum? It's it's a cast aluminum. It's like brown, dark, dark oh, brown. So it has a brown finish, but now you're seeing this discoloration coming through the brown. Correct. All right. Let's try. Um, let's try. I want you to get a, a quart of CLR, and I want you okay. to mix it in a container, 50-50, and then I want you to use a, a copper chore boy scrubber. And I don't want you to use a ton of pressure, but I want you to dip it in there, wear some gloves, and try, test it on a spot and see if you can neutralize this with the scrubber to eliminate it. And then let that sit and dry. And if that works, do the whole chair. If not... Then we have to try something else, which maybe um, to neutralize it as a cleaner, there's something that I love that's a, uh, I, I want you to do the CLR first. If that doesn't work, there's a cleaner oil called Superzilla. You've mentioned that before. Okay. Try that in a spot. Same thing with the chore boy. And if that doesn't work, then I would go back to the furniture company because then there's something going on with that finish. All right. I'll try what you suggest. Thank you very much, and have a great day. You too, bud. Appreciate you calling this morning. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios, and the news is next. From the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom, don't go away. You want to hear a story? How would you say this word? T-I-E-D-T apostrophe S. I milked cowards. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Any other way but teats. <laughs> Your proven Saturday morning winner. Tides? Tight? Anyone? My sister had a cat, and the cat birthed a litter of kittens. And he's taking your calls live right now. There was this one little run who couldn't really get access to the... to the. I said the name of the place was Teats Nursery. So we're just calling the nursery. And Teats, this is Val. May I help you? To the uh, Teats. Val, how, how do I pronounce <laughs> the name of the nursery? That's a family name, right? Yeah, it's Teat. 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 Teat Nursery. Okay, perfect. All right, well, thank you so much. You bet. Thank you. Bye. Mm -hmm. Hello. Is now when I get the apology? Is this now when I would get the apology? Now back to Lou. Is it too late now to say sorry? Geppetto. That's what I named it. Geppetto. And House Smarts Radio. Is it too late to say sorry now? Welcome back. 
I know I'm an easy target, but so easy. So easy. <laughs> uh, Don was showing off. You had stepped away. Don was showing off at the bottom of the hour. He did uh, nefarious twice, and then when I, I said that to, I go use it twice, and she, she said. Did he use it in an English accent? I go, no, I don't think he did. Oh, goes, East Coast. East Coast. <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> Evidently, you, she goes, well, that doesn't count. And Andy uh, did his at the top. Good job. Nefarious. I love when the kids you. play along. Nice job. Yeah. It's fun. Good word. Good job, nice one, Lindsay. Very fun. You use the word in the news? <laughs> <laughs> and I did. And he did. He goes, I will. Well, it was curious. Like it's such, it's an adjective, so it's such, it's a descriptive word. It's right. not like a fact. So it was interesting that it's was well, used in the news so much. Well, well, well nefarious character. You know, nefarious. yeah, I always, ah, I always hear that phrase in newscasts. A nefarious character. There you go. Right. Irish. No, it's not quite. That's yeah. like the Cockney. I don't know what that was. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> Make my own language. It's more fun that way. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. Word of the day. I love it. I love it. I love the word of the day. It's fun. That was a whole concept of Lindsay's to come up with that. And it's just a fun way to spend a Saturday morning to learn, right? Now, if I could retain the words, that would be even better. (laughs) Right. I know. Exactly. Well, then we should do, you know, like John Williams has his speed jokes. And they had this lady who's like writing them all down. Right. Oh, that's right. Um, what's her Marge? name? Marge. Bar- Marge. Marge. No, yeah. Barb. 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 Something. Sipla. Yeah. Right. I think her yeah. name is right. She's because uh, you know I'm on the committee. I'm in the joke committee. I'm like a oh, silent partner in the right. joke committee. Oh yeah. So when they get the jokes that are a bit borderline, um, borderline. <laughs> yes. You know, and and Steve Alexander, who's also on the committee, and Dave Ennett, and so I almost always take the lead from Steve because he'll say no way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, and so there, there was a really funny pirate joke that I can't tell, which I really wanted to tell. Mm. It was really good. Mm. Um, and there was a no, and then I think it's Barb. I think Andy's right. Okay. She, he, I think she's an honorary uh, member, and then now she's like the tiebreaker in case we can't quite go there. And okay. which I also think is good because it's all men on the committee, and it's good to have a woman's point of view just to you know make sure that we're not all crazy. Totally. Yeah. So pretty funny um gotta have that committee though it's necessary the, the committee's good yeah i have another joke another joke and another story that I, it's really funny but i can't and it has to do with uh the rejoin with uh who was the actor yeah. in the nick no but, oh right? no 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 oh ben stiller teats oh and stiller and i saw this really funny thing of ben stiller with his father on some talk show this is years ago and he tells a whole crazy story about this honeymoon couple um <laughs> going on their honeymoon on a cruise and i can't tell it (laughs) (laughs) i know i know i know i'm Uh, so sorry it has to do the dramamine and i can't no i can't tell it no it's good it would not make the committee but it's funny throw it on the podcast yeah throw it on the podcast we need how smarts after dark i think that john williams should do a Speed jokes after dark, Ooh. which would be a really funny. Oh, right. Like they could they get all together and all the jokes that that they don't um, they do they get Dave and Steve and they all record it and they do these are all the ones and then you just have to listen to it on the website right like as a podcast mm-hmm. right that okay. would be funny yeah I'd love speed that. jokes I'd after to that. dark then they could tell the pirate joke they could tell this joke about the going on a honeymoon and the cruise right 
they could, you know, and they're not, and, and the thing is, the jokes are never, they're never raunchy. Right. They're just quite, kind of like, inappropriate, mm, maybe. Risque. Inappropriate yeah. maybe for. Maybe just want to be yeah. kept in your trova. There's another good word. Good job. Trova. Thank you. Trova. Trova. There you go. That's Rova. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. This is Barb in Williams Bay, Wisconsin. Hi, Barb. Hi, Lou. How are you today? I'm doing well. I love Williams Bay, Wisconsin. I know. It's a great place. Oh, my gosh. How may I help you this morning? I um, missed part of your show a week or so ago when you were talking about cleaning hardwood floors. Okay. And I have I have like seven and a half inch engineered hardwood and um I'm trying I I looked at a multiple uh surface floor cleaner um where it like sprays a, uh some water on the floor and then sucks it right up. Right. I just don't know if that's safe. So far all I've used is like a spray hardwood and laminate floor cleaner and then used a microfiber mop with it. And are you not happy with that the results with that? Ooh, but I, I'm but Bar- I'm okay with that. Wait, Barbara, I just lo- I just lost you. Are you happy with the results that you're getting with the cleaner and the microfiber mop? I am the only. It just would be easier to I use see. the other thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I don't want to wreck the floors. Either. No, no, no. So, the, so I'm not opposed to these motorized, you know, these battery operated things. The biggest thing with it is I just don't want people to introduce a ton of water to it, right? And so, um, for instance, so so what what's the cleaner that you're using? It's um, Bruce Hardwood and Laminate Floor Cleaner. Okay. All right. So the the floor cleaner that I really like and have recommended for years is a company called Bona Kemi, B-O-N-A-K-E-M-I. So like Bruce, Bona is a company that makes, you know, Bruce makes hardwood flooring and refinishes them and does pre-finished flooring. Bona Kemi makes commercial-grade finishes for hardwood floors. So... You know, when you're watching uh, when you're watching basketball, Barb, and you see those basketball courts, there's a good chance that's a Bonakemi finish on the basketball court. So they know what they're doing when it comes to protecting the floor, and they created this cleaner. They also have a spray mop where you put the bottle, you put the cleaner, and it's all in the mop, and there's a trigger. Now it's okay. not it's not motorized, okay, but then. I, I use this very apparatus in my home, in our home. And um, you spray it, you mop it. You spray it, it's all one hand, and you know. then you get done and you take the microfiber pad and you wash it and you're good to go. And it works really well. And there you're in control of how much you know, cleaner you put on there. And there's no film, it's pH balanced, it go, would work really well. It's the Bonakemi hardwood floor cleaning mop system. Okay. So. And that doesn't put too much moisture. I mean, too much moisture into the wood. No, because you're actually spraying it. And but but I mean, the thing is, is that you'll see, you'll spray it, you'll mop it. You may see a little bit of a of a little initial film there as it's wet, but it dries almost immediately. 
Okay, good. Now, I'll try that then. I just didn't want to try this like electrical one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like putting too much water. And in you're spending all, and th- these things, I mean, they're not, you know, those are, uh, the Bonakemi mops aren't like crazy expensive, um, but um, they're, you click them all together, it's all manual, and it works really well. Great. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Appreciate your call this morning. Hey, it's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. Thanks, Lou. You hear that? It's opportunity knocking to score a premier fiberglass exterior pre-finished door. Currently available at Builder Supply Outlet. BSO is known for securing amazing deals on top-line products. So don't miss your chance to walk out with one of these chic pre-finished front doors. In modern and traditional styles with natural or dark stain finishes, they'll immediately upgrade the look of your home and save you money on energy. So get the door at Builder Supply Outlet today. Getting ready to tackle those home improvement projects on your own? Do I need to fan that out a little bit and then put some mud over it, or what's the best way to do that? You can do it. Give it a shot. How good are you at doing mud work, John? And if you need any help, Lou's here to walk you through it. Um, well, I'm, I'm about to find out. Now back to Lou Manfredini <laughs> and House Smarts Radio. Welcome back. 857 Lou. 857-557-4568. This is Joanne in Deer Park. Hi, Joanne. Hey, Lou. How are you? I'm doing well. Okay. How may I I got a question for you. My kitchen faucet, the handle will not swing back and forth. It's like you know, down by the mounting plate. Mm-hmm. I can't get it to turn very much. And I looked under the sink because somebody said to tighten the um, the nut. I guess it's on the bottom, but it's all corroded. So I don't know well, what tightening, to do. I tried putting WD-4. No, tightening. Okay, so is this, is, no. it's, a, it's a single handle faucet? Correct. It's a okay. mowing and, you know, the handle comes out and it swings, to, you know, both to, you know, left and right. Wait, wait, wait. It's wait. not doing a really good job. Okay, right? yep. not, not the handle, but the spout? No, the, the actual, the, not the spout. The spout comes out. That's fine because it's on a hose. Okay, so it's a, the, so the, it's a, okay, hold on. Hole. Wait one second just so I can understand. So it's a pull, uh-huh. it's a pull out spout. When you put the spout into the holder, that part of mm-hmm. it swings no problem. Correct. Okay, but then the handle that's on the top, you can turn it on that by goes- lifting it up, but you can't turn it hot or cold. Oh, you know what? Now I think you just solved my problem. No, that works fine. The handle works fine. The faucet part works fine. It's like the the base used to turn back and forth. The base. The the the, the, the it's you know the the, ex, the, the excussion. Uh, when I'm looking at when I'm looking at your faucet, I'm look I'm at your yep. sink. What kind of sink is it? What do you mean? What kind of, is a it a porcelain stainless sink, steel. Stainless, yep. stainless steel? Okay, and is stainless the steel. and is the faucet in the countertop or in the stainless steel sink? In the countertop. Okay, and when I look at the faucet in the countertop, and what is the countertop? Is it granite? Is it something like that? Granite. Okay. It's when granite. I look when I look at the faucet, is it just going into a single hole, or does is there a chrome thing going side yeah. to side? There's a chrome like there's a chrome like base plate that's like rectangular. 
Uh, yeah, yes. And that is what's turning? No. The part that comes out. What, what do you call the piece that comes out that has the faucet and the handle? The, the, I don't the, know what to call it. Well, it's the housing that holds the hose, right? The housing. Okay. The housing, exactly. So That oh, used to turn side to side. Okay, and that doesn't anymore. It's hard to okay. do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Now, okay, so this is what I need you to do. That faucet. Get a new one. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> that faucet handle, okay, when you lift it up, uh-huh. does it have a little, mm-hmm. on the front of it, does it have a little button that has a red and a blue thing so you know that's cold, that's hot or cold? No. Are you in the kitchen? No. Nope. You're Nothing not? Nothing at all. Is there a hole? I'm, I'm, I'm holding is there, you. Is there oh, a wait hole? Wait a second. Nope. On the handle, no. On the handle, on the what's looking at you, there's no hole. No. Okay, now take your hand on the back side of it and tell me if you feel a hole on the back side. Yes. Okay. Yes. So back there. Oh, yep. Oh, okay. There's an Allen wrench mm-hmm. th- that will fit inside mm-hmm. there, and you're going to loosen that small one, and that handle's going to come off. Okay. Now, one other thing, maybe you can do this out the handle. When you lift up the handle, do you see like a chrome dome that's over the top of the housing that holds the hose? Yes. Okay, but you can't get your hand around that with the handle in the way, right? Right. Okay, so you're going to cover the drain so you don't lose anything, and you're going to loosen this little mm-hmm. nut, and that handle is going to come straight up. Okay? okay. That dome is the mm-hmm. thing that tightens the housing onto that faucet, and you need to loosen that a little bit. Oh. So what I would do is I... And so, in other words, the valve assembly stays there, but that housing assembly, you can pull up. Mm-hmm. And when you pull up, okay. you may notice there's corrosion at the bottom. Use a little, uh, like a brass stripping brush or something to clean up the corrosion in there. And then at the top, okay. there'll be a little corrosion. Then when you tighten that dome back down, don't crank on it, just nice and snug. And then when the thing goes back and forth, bing, 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 put the handle back on and you're good to go. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Thank you so much for your help. I pr- it's my pleasure. I Thank you for listening every Saturday. <laughs> Have a good day. Always. Always. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to do this. We're going to talk about chicken coops because I think it's a cool thing and, uh, I love eggs. And what about if you could have your own chickens? My uh, friends, Jim and Candace, Mike Jakubowski, you know, he's like, you hear about him all the time. Help, he and Jim built a giant chicken coop. It's nicer than like a Motel 6. It's so nice. If I was a chicken, this is where I would want to live. Now, maybe you don't have a Mike Jakubowski in your life to build your chicken coop. So you need somebody to do that for you. And you want to have your own chickens. It's amazing. By the way, the chickens... They come out of the place and they just walk around like dogs and they just peck around. And then when you put them back inside, they go back inside like pets. It's amazing. Anyway, that's coming up after this report at WGN Radio News. Now back to Lou Manfredini. (laughs) Didn't have a chicken cluck, so I used that sound effect instead. It'll work. Love you, Lou. Now back to Lou Manfredini talking to over easy chicken coops right here on House Smarts Radio. Cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right And the radio Welcome back to House Smarts Radio, Lou Manfredini. I'm so excited about 
uh, the next conversation that we're going to have because um, this is something I've always wanted to do and I never have. You've heard me talk about my friend Mike Jakubowski that used to work in a commercial chicken farm in Wisconsin, and he said that the odor that comes from a place like that is the worst smell he's ever had. We've heard a lot about the fact that eggs are so expensive, right? Well, if you want eggs really inexpensively, how about raising your own chickens? I was reading a trade magazine uh, that I get, and uh, there is a company called Over Easy Chicken Coops. And they make these absolutely beautiful different sized chicken coops that you can put in your backyard. Joining me on the phone line right now is Kirsten Wenger, who's the president of Over Easy Chicken Coop, and Rachel Shupp, who is the customer service lead. Good morning to both of you, and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Hey, good morning, Lou. How are you doing? Good morning. Um- I'm How's it going over I, there? It's great. It, I, I, I got to tell you, I'm so excited about this. I, I, I think that I need to temper what I say because I want to have you two uh, speak about this. First of all, tell me about Over Easy Chicken Coops and who you folks are and what you're building. Thank you, Lou. Well, first off, thank you so much for having us this morning. We really appreciate it and happy to tell you a little bit about the story of Over Easy. So we are a, a manufacturing company. Uh, we are based in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, home of the Amish. Uh, and we build modular wooden chicken coops, uh, as well as greenhouses and other outdoor products. But as the name indicates, primarily chicken coops. And we got started uh, several years ago, um, and we ship these knockdown wooden chicken coops that ship on a pallet and they ship coast to coast. And really the reason why over easy came into existence, Lou, was that when someone had the thought, I want to start a backyard flock, right? I want to have more control over my food supply. Where do I start? And they are looking at buying a chicken coop. Generally they had one of two options, Lou, and that was one they could buy, you know, they could buy an imported chicken coop kit, which is very affordable. Um, sometimes the quality is not what uh, the customer would want to see. Uh, right. It's lacking, to, to put it diplomatically. Um, on the other extreme, though, Lou, is you have immaculate, you know, immaculate shed-like coops that, you know, get delivered on a flatbed truck and are extremely expensive, Pick your poison. Right, right. Uh, and so we thought there's, there's got to be something in between, Lou. So we invented these uh, knockdown coops that ship directly to a customer's front door, effectively, on a pallet uh, and come in eight or nine pieces, have shed-like quality, but they assemble in you know less than 60 minutes. And that's how Overeasy came to be. Yeah, I'm looking at your website now to kind of describe to the audience. Uh, there are these beautiful, as you mentioned, shed-like structures. They have a uh, kind of a, an angled shed roof with a window. Uh, there's a door that you can access to, you know, clean the coop on the side. There's a, a little door with a ramp for the chickens to come in and out. And then there's a Another little section, I guess it's the hopper, where you would collect the eggs that the chickens are uh, creating. And there's a bunch of different sizes. They're absolutely beautiful. They appear to be something that you can move around if you'd like to. And uh, also you have the ability to put a run 
next to it, like you do offer runs where the chickens can kind of roam around and have a good time, but then be safe from uh, predators. Correct, yeah. Um, our products are pretty pretty unique in the sense that it's perfect for someone who doesn't have access to a lot of tools, um, to someone who might not be able to um, have a rollback trailer come into their yard, and perfect for smaller flocks as well as larger flocks. So if you have, you know, people coming into your area, um, you know, they have a half acre of land, they can't have a giant chicken coop, and they have a fence around their yard, um, our coop is going to be perfect. You know, it can come piece by piece, um, and then you set it up. You know, you can you can move it through small spaces. It doesn't necessarily have to be delivered to, you know, a large area and then just stay there forever. We love the mobile capacity um, of our chicken coops. We actually have chicken coop wheels for sale um, that can be connected to our small, medium, and large coops. Um, so it's pretty awesome if you have those. Um, those sizes, you can just add those wheels and move them around. Um, but for our larger chicken coops, our extra large jumbo, most of the time those do sit a little more stagnant. Sure. Um, but if you do have 30 chickens, you know, that's <laughs> you probably want them to be right. stagnant anyway. Right. That's a lot of growth to have. <laughs> well, and, and, and I'm looking, you know, I'm looking, Rachel, that, you know, you, I think that the one that I find to be the most, like, attractive for a starter is you've got this coop in a box, right? It's a... It's ready to ship. It's um, up to five chickens. You're, uh, it even has a small run connected to it. I mean, it does the footprint of that whole thing. You know, is is not the size of uh, of a compact car, right? So you could basically put that anywhere, and um, and you could get started. Uh, Rachel, I'm curious. You know, you, you talk to your customers a lot that get started on this. I would imagine you have people that have never done this before. And they decide they're going to do it. I mean, what people may not know is, you know, you can buy baby chickens for like five bucks. It's not like a a huge uh, investment for the chicken. But obviously, there's an investment in the feed and the bedding and whatnot. But the overall life of the chicken is better and the the quality of the eggs is better. What are you hearing from customers about this whole experience? Yeah, so I would definitely say I speak to a lot of um, people who are you know, just starting their journey with chickens. They have lots of questions about, you know, how to even begin. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it, you know, building a brooder to start raising your chicks and then, you know, moving them into a coop, what kind of coop. Um, Again, our coops are just really, really phenomenal when you want to start out. You can start with that, you know, coop in a box or even, you know, our smaller medium chicken coop. And I always say you have to do a little bit of chicken math. Um, If you're planning (laughs) on getting five chickens, you might as well double that, and that's probably what you're going to end up with. So I always say go larger because you can always grow your flock um, right. and put it in the coop, but you can never, you know, say no to the Brahma. Right, right, <laughs> they're, right. They're too cute to say no to. So now, um, I always say. Now, one thing uh, I think that's interesting, and Kirsten, I'm going to ask you this, that a lot of people think like, oh, you know, chickens are noisy and this and that, and, we're not talking about roosters here because most like communities I know for for a fact in Chicago people do raise chickens it is allowed but the roosters are are problematic but the chickens will lay eggs I know you're the coop builder not the chicken expert but you don't need <laughs> you don't need the roosters for the hens to lay the eggs that's exactly right and I mean it's you know to some of us it goes without saying but no it's it, a lot of people don't know it, you know if People say, oh, well, if I don't have a rooster, my hens aren't going to lay eggs. Right. 
They certainly will. Right. You know, obviously the eggs won't be fertilized, so you're not going to have little baby chicks. But right. most folks, when they when they think eggs, they think, oh, great, I food supply, right? Right. So I have a beautiful organic omelet, and it's like, yep, you do not need a rooster, and you're exactly right, though, Lou. Many municipalities, uh, people have the impression that, oh, well, I heard somewhere we can't have chickens. You, it's roosters that right. are typically the problem. Right, right. Some municipalities generally don't allow, you know, any backyard birds, but most simply restrict having roosters, uh, and most places allow, um, you know, having hens up to a certain number. Right. Which for folks that want to have those fresh organic eggs. That's a great news. For you, you know, you bring up such a, uh, an important point about this is that, you know, certainly, uh, you know, if, if, if you're someone that loves eggs, it, it's always going to be cheaper for you to just go to the store and buy the eggs. But if you're looking for uh, an experience and having something that is, as you mentioned, organic, the quality of the eggs is better. The The hens are you know, my experience in, in, in talking with people, you know, they can they can be like pets. They're very uh, territorial and they, they, you know, you become friendly with them. They stick around you as well. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of work involved, but I've heard that when you have your own chickens in a coop like this and you take care of the chickens, the eggs actually have less cholesterol. They're better for you. They are more flavorful. And I mean... Uh, you know, Rachel, you were talking about if you're going to have five, you know, you should might as well have ten. Ten hens are going to yeah. lay a lot of eggs in a in a in a week's well, time. Yeah. So um, one great thing about eggs is basically everyone needs them. If you're cooking, if you're baking, um, you know, whatever you're doing, it almost always requires eggs. Um, your neighbors they need eggs. Your family they need eggs. Um, so you'd be shocked how quickly you can get rid of them and how many people actually need them. <laughs> right. When you, yeah, when you have two eggs, um, for anyone who's ever had, you know, a fresh organically laid egg from a backyard chicken, you're going to find that the yolk is going to be really, really dark orange or um, just like a really deep orange color versus your um, store-bought eggs. They're going to be really yellow, a little um, milkier, uh, just just a little... Um, yeah, not as flavorful, not as healthy for you. Right. You'll find a lot more vitamins in your um, chickens raised in backyards. The other amazing thing about backyard chickens is they kind of work for you as well in the sense that they're almost like little garbage disposals. Um, chickens are really, really amazing creatures, and they can eat just about anything. Um, and it actually helps to balance their diet when you give them, you know, scraps from the pie that you were making or from the meal that you just cooked, right. um, from the old lettuce that's about to go bad in your fridge. You can give that to them, and that can help lessen the cost of, you know, feeding chickens, um, you know, and help balance their diet. So although, you know, chickens starting out can be expensive, it might not seem like a good, you know, investment at first. I always say focus on the, the health aspect. Right. You can never put a price on your right. health. Um, you can never put a price on, you know, more time spending outside, more time connecting to nature. A hundred percent. And and the bottom line is um, I've seen a lot of chicken coops over the years, and what you folks are building here in the U.S. Uh, are really beautiful. Uh, they start at around $1,200 and uh, go up from there depending on the size. Uh, I want to encourage people to go to the website, uh, over easy chicken coop.com 
Kirsten Wenger is the president and Rachel Shupp is the customer service lead. Uh, I really do appreciate you both taking the time. Uh, this has got to be a fun labor of love, and uh, I hope you get lots of people contacting you to learn more about your chicken coops. Lou, thank you so much for the opportunity. It was a pleasure being here. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Have a great rest of your day. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. I'll give you that t- that one. Uh, it's over easy chicken coop. Dot com over easy chicken com. Our phone number is eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. You're tuned in to House Smarts Radio. I blast some of that hot wax melt on my wallpaper. Nobody's perfect. I thought everything is sealed, but I can hear a raccoon in the attic. We all make mistakes. Ironically, your entire show, I feel is like I'm living it. Some more than others. I didn't do the 100% silicone, and I'm peeling it off and replacing it right now. But that's okay, because it's Saturday morning. I called you a few years ago because my dog decided he wanted to play with the skunk at 2 in the morning. And Lou is taking your calls live. And then, uh, now. I have a really sweaty toilet. Right here on House Smarts Radio. This is why we can't have nice things. Dark. Welcome back. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. This is Michelle in Chicago. Hi, Michelle. You're on House Smarts yeah. Radio. Hi, hon. Thanks for taking my call very much. I did try last week, too, and a few, but whatever. I don't want to waste time. Um, I'm going to be 81 in November. I, I used to be an agent in Hollywood for all the movie stars. Now I can't even walk. Everyone I know is dead. I mean, I don't mean to be depressing. I'm just saying this is where I'm at. Understood. I live in a, I live in a 1962 building on Lakeshore near Wrigley. I've been here for 40 years or whatever. And uh, here's my dilemma. I have a two-bedroom, and the two sinks are back-to-back in the two bathrooms. And all of a sudden, I've been in this apartment particularly 40 years, uh, there's black dirt backing up in both of them. So I I don't have money for plumbers. But anyway, I did my, my, uh, you know, vinegar and uh, baking soda in there, and then someone said try Pepsi or Coca-Cola, I mean, separately, you know. And then I did, uh, what else did I put down there? Uh, oh, someone said Morton's salt. I mean, I've tried everything for months, and it 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 clears for a minute, and then it comes popping back up. So my building, which does do maintenance, said we'd have to take all the pipes apart underneath. And I said I can't even bend over. I, I right now I can't even walk. My left leg went now. It's a whole magilla. And I said uh, I, you know, I have like a hundred bottles of uh, junk under the sinks and on the floors in both bathrooms. So there's no way I can pick it all up. I got stuff hanging all over the joint. Anyway, so they said, well, you know, we can do it, but we cannot, uh, we're not allowed, you know, because of the building to pick up all your items. And I have junk everywhere. I've nowhere to even put boxes of all these bottles and, you know, makeups and Tide Tide and Clorox and blah, 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 in both bathrooms. And I have a little rolling thing on wheels that blocks the floor. So they know that once they start working that that black stuff could be flying out you know, all over the place, and then I'm going to go right, you know, put a claim, Michelle, claim on the building. Michelle, hold on a second. Yes, so sir. they're willing yes, to sir. come and clear this for you, but the issue is you just have to empty out the cabinets to allow them to do their work? 
Well, it's more than the cabin. In other words, these sinks, you know, are from the 60s. They have, you know, a built-in cabinet under each one. No, 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 I, and, I understand that. But, I mean, I, I certainly could give you, like, a, a drain opener I, to do. But if you've got black backup, it sounds like this is more of an issue with the pipe in the wall that if the maintenance people are willing to come and do as part of your, you know, as part of being a, a building well, well, they, resident. This is six months already. They, I cannot bend over. I have a, I fell down and I broke my rib and I understand. I'm but alone. so is the, I, but, yeah. but uh, right. But is the question you need someone to help you come empty the cabinets? Oh no, that there's nowhere to even put the boxes. If I did, I have junk and I can't even walk. Is there anything else I could put down the drains? Well, to, I mean, it, it did work for a week, and then it right. But I guess my question is, I mean, no, sorry, I just want to understand. If I tell you to go buy this stuff, do you have the ability to go and buy it? I don't, unless I could get someone to bring it, you know, or deliver it, or whatever. You know what I mean? I but I just want to make sure because these are from the sixties that something wouldn't be too strong to, you know, eat up the drains completely where they open up underneath. Okay. Well, there is a product that you could try called. Inst- okay. I talked about it this morning earlier. Instaflow, and Insta I N S T A Flow F L O. Yeah. No W. Right. And there's there are chips that you would take the pop up off the vanity, pour it on there, put boiling water over the top of that. Once it dissolves, then you run more of the boiling water to clear it after about a minute. And that will be, if if that doesn't do it, then I'm, you need yeah, then the I'm maintenance stuck. staff, and you're just going to have to get the cabinets cleared and let them come out yeah, and do I the work. it's not even possible. I haven't got one human to help me, so that's why I was asking. I understand. So InstaFlow, and who, where might Hardware store. Please? Hardware store would carry it. So, I mean, I know that there's some hardware stores near you that could possibly come and, and uh, you know, maybe they can deliver it, or you could get someone to go pick it up, and that would be the best way to go. I appreciate the phone call. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios, and the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You have a way better chance than 50-50 on this, but there's a risk that it breaks or chips or something like that. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Okay, great. Can't wait to tell my husband to see if he'll want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good one to keep in your back pocket. Well, Lou says, you know how much trouble I get about that? Well, Lou says, you can... I have said that. And he said, well, then why don't you call Lou? And good news for you, he's taking your calls live right now. Yeah, right. So tell Lou to get his butt over here and take my countertop off. Right Now back to Lou, right here on House. Welcome back. And I just play this whole song, it's so good. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Now I don't want to rub it in. Because uh, unfortunately, Lindsay and Don and Andy and Bob Ferguson won't be at the fish fry today. But we're doing a fish fry. Mm. And if you do follow me on uh, today, I will. I don't do a lot of posting, but I am going to post a bunch of pictures of. We are deep frying probably seventeen or eighteen pounds of fish. Hmm. Whoa! What kind Homemade of fish? Homemade onion rings, which quite frankly. Um, are more popular than the fish. 
bluegill, walleye, wow. some perch. Nice. And the trick with the um, with the onion rings is, and French fries, and coleslaw. And our friend Joe is making homemade tartar sauce and a roumelade. Roumelade? Roumelade? Remelade. Remelade? Remelade? Yeah. Mm. For the fish, right? Nice. That sounds good. Yeah. And like a corn salad. Mm. Well, that would be way too much food. But the onion rings, pancake batter, beer, and club soda. (sighs) Wow. So it's the... It's the, um, the uh, what do you call it, the uh, carbonation that helps lighten up the onion rings, and you can't stop eating them. Yeah. You literally cannot stop. So you take the onion ring. Right. You, you dip, it, dip in the, it in the beer and... No, 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 no. It's, oh. You make the, you make the pa- with the pancake batter, you oh. use the club soda and the beer to, to make the batter. Oh, got it. And you dip it in that, and then you deep fry it. So delicious. That's 100% so not Amazing. Seattle Sutton compliant. That's once a year. <laughs> once a year. Once a year. And, and I will have a complete stomachache tomorrow morning. I mean, there's no doubt. But it'll be so good today. Worth it. Right? And uh, it'll be delicious. Pancakes. And, and nice. copious amounts of beer will be consumed. What kind of pancake batter? Love it. Uh, it's the, the one from Costco. Starts with a K. Something. Chris Kirkland. Like the Kirkland? No, not Kirkland. No, it's no, it's not Kirkland. <laughs> We're both like Kirkland. <laughs> not Kirkland. No, it's something else. It's delicious. Mm. And also, we're we'll do some gluten free. We're gonna make a gluten free batter for because we have all these gluten free people. Wow! And we'll make some some shrimp as well. It'll be delish. Man, it's good. Well, have thing. a great day. Have a yeah. great time. <laughs> Enjoy that. I'll go have some breakfast. I think. Yeah. Well, I just I just feel badly a little bit. I got a lot <laughs> of work okay. to do. I got a lot of work to do. So. Anyway, it should tasty, be a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be fun. So, you know, if you're following me on Instagram, you'll see a bunch of, uh, uh, and we may need some applesauce too, right, to go with. Yeah, some fruit in there. Some fr- <laughs> That's sort of like fruit, right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, we'll have something healthy. There it's fruit-ish. <laughs> fruit-ish, <laughs> right. Sure. 857-5574-LU, 857-557-4568. This is uh, Howard in St. Joe, Michigan. Hi, Howard. You're on House March Radio. Good morning, Lou. Yes, I've got a drain problem. The problem is every time my sump pump kicks on, my drains all gurgle and it sucks the water right out of the stool. I uh, have gone up on the roof and ran a hose down the vent pipe to try and clear it out, and uh, that didn't work. So what's my next step? Well, I mean... It sounds like it's a venting issue, but it could be a main sewer line. Do you, Howard, are you on a septic or are you on a, a city sewer? City sewer. Okay. Um, I mean, it could be a vent issue even in just in a wall that is causing that to, to, to happen. And uh, quite frankly, my guess is you probably need the sewer line rotted, which is where that backup and the suction's coming out of. And you may need the help. I, I, Go ahead. I've already done that. I had a sewer guy come out and route out the uh, the drain, and uh, that didn't help. Hmm. Okay, take me through what happens now. You do what pulls the water out of the drain? Well, it's uh, the sump pump. The only thing that goes into the sump pump is the uh, evaporation from the furnace. That's the only thing that goes in there. So it. 
it's not a big problem, but probably every couple hours when that kicks on, it it gurgles and drain and sucks the stool water right out. And, and uh, okay, and then one other thing. The sump pump pit, does it dump into the sewer line? Yes. Okay. And it does that it does that inside. Can you see where that connection is? Oh yes. And is there a clean out there? Uh yes there is. But I had the uh, the guy with the router uh go outside and he tapped into the drain and ran his router into the house and then out to the street to try to clear it out and uh uh it didn't help. And is this all, Howard, just started happening, or it's been going on for a while? It's been going on for, you know, probably two years. Like I say, it's all right, not well, a big problem. One other question. Do you have a check valve on the sump pump? Yes. And where is that check valve? It's probably... Yeah, the sump pumps in the hole in the basement, and uh, the check valve is probably, oh, three feet above the floor line. And then from there, the pipe goes up how far, and then how far from the check valve does it go to the bottom of the floor joist? Uh, Probably another five feet. And then it takes a 90-degree? Uh, yeah, a ninety. Well, it's probably a forty-five, but it's yeah. And then it goes in, and then it goes into the stack. Correct. Okay. Here's what I want you to pay attention to, because I think what's happening is when your sump pump goes off and the check valve closes, you're getting yeah. some suction back in from the pipe, which is why it's sucking that out. So what I want you to see is when you when you watch the sun when you see this happen, or maybe you can make it happen, like take a bucket of water, or if you have a friend, yeah. pour a bucket of water mm-hmm. in there and get the thing to go. And when the pump okay. runs, when the pump is running, go watch the toilet. And see if anything happens. And then if the pump shuts off, and then you see the water suck out of there, it's the, yeah. it's the backflow of the water coming from the sump pump going back towards the check valve. I wonder if you have a faulty check valve. I'm going to say maybe I should change the check valve. Yeah. But do this little test first and see. Okay, well, okay, yeah, I'll take two of us. We're yeah. upstairs on down. Yeah. You, got, you got a friend you can invite over? Yeah, I got a wife. She oh. can look at it. Even better, <laughs> even better. Yeah. Very good. All right, give well, it a shot, Howard, and keep me posted, okay? All right, thank you very much, Lou. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857 lou We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this.
Good morning, Lou. Thank you for taking my call. I listen sure. every Saturday. Good morning, Lou. Thank you for taking my call. I love of course. You do it every Saturday morning. Well, you're my how-to man. When I have a question, I call you. You're how-to. Don't be scared. Pick up the phone. Give Lou a call. He's live taking your calls all morning. Right here on House Mars Radio. Welcome back. 857-557-4LOU. This is Chris in Sterling. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning. We're looking for a cleaner for some oak cabinets in our kitchen. Tell me what you got going on. Uh, dark, there are black spots down the corner beneath in it. I don't know how, how to describe it, but it's... You just can't get them off. Just can't get them off. All right. What, what would take that off? All right. This is a process, but it's going to make these things look fabulous. <laughs> so oh, no. I want you to take a, get a drop cloth over the countertop, and I want you to run to the right. hardware store uh, and buy a product called Howard's Restore-A-Finish. Restore. Got it. Quadruple okay. Zero Steel Wool. Some rubber gloves, and you're gonna buy that comes in different finishes. You're gonna find they should have an oak that probably matches the finish that you have. And you're gonna buy a small container. You're gonna pour this into a container. It is a petroleum based product, so you want to be well ventilated. You're gonna dip the you're gonna dip the quadruple zero steel wool in the solution. Ring it out so that you know it's not soaking wet and with the grain you're going to lightly massage the wood and then you're going to take a clean cotton rag after you do a little massaging and get rid of those spots and you're going to wipe it down and it's like giving your uh cabinets a little facial And then you're going to go one cabinet at a time. You can leave the cabinet doors on, work around it. You may want to, you may notice like maybe you got some stickiness around the handles, you know? Right. You could make your life easy by taking the handles off first and do the same thing. Don't put a ton of pressure on here, Chris, because you'll actually remove all the finish if you do. The whole idea is we're just trying to give it a little refresh and this will bring them back to life. It is, I've said this a million times, it has been the secret of the antique world forever to revitalize old antiques. And it's a California-based company, and um, it's really good stuff. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You got it. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. After the news update, we will do our Just Text Me segment. You can text it. That's very same number. Right now, we'll head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Don Kleppen. Time for Just Text Me. How do you do this? Maybe it's your fingernails. It's easy. Look. It's that easy. And sent. Now back to your host, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. It's so funny how we don't talk anymore. You can text us at 857-557-4LOU. Uh, when we were in the news, though, uh, I told Lindsay the pirate joke that I, you know, can't tell on the air, and then all of a sudden it reminded me of how much I love pirate jokes. And then Lindsay, a while ago for my birthday, gave me a book on pirate jokes, and I had forgotten that there's a whole thing about what your pirate name would be. Like there's a what do you call it a um, uh, a key 
right? And so oh. I was thinking, so Don, so it's, there's a key for the first letter in your first name and the last letter in your last name. And then there's a corresponding name that this would be your pirate name, okay. right? Yeah. So Don, <laughs> Don for D would be Dirty Old, <laughs> first name, Dirty Old, Kleppen, Dirty Old Plank Dancer. <laughs> Nice. That would be Don's pirate wow. name. name. That's good. Name right? and occupation. Right. Nice. And then Andy yeah. would be A, Captain. That's good. Nice. Right. Nice. A, that's good. Mazer. Captain Tuna Toes. <laughs> <laughs> right? That would be your pirate name. Nice. Lindsay, wow. you would be, yes. your first name would be Sidekick. Wow. What? <gasps> Perfect. Right? Okay. Uh, uh, well, so if we go with Smithwick. Sidekick O'Patches. <laughs> That's a pretty good nice. one. I what my maiden name. <laughs> Go, uh, if your maiden name, Kreitzer, with a K, would be... Oh, i got to find the K. Where's or the R. K? Would it be R at the oh. end of the last name? No, it's the first. It's a, You'd oh. be Sidekick Plank Dancer. Oh, oh I like that one. Right, nice. like Kleppen. You'd be with Kleppen. That's good. Yeah, that's good, right? Uh. And I would be I would be Sidekick Sidekick Tuna Toes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right, nice. that would be my name. Mm-hmm. Right, wow. Bob Ferguson. Bob would be Jolly. Jolly. Oh, I love Jolly. Jolly's good. Ferguson. Jolly Marooner. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. Right? And then just you know, so, since we're in the it middle, sounds nefarious. Right, since we're in. A, <laughs> Very much. There yes. you go. Well done. Um, so here you go, Andy. Yep. What does a pirate always score in golf? Par. Oh yeah. Totally. What is a pirate's favorite football team? The Buccaneers. Oh, you would think so, but it's the Chargers. Ah. <laughs> okay. What's the pirate's favorite baseball team? The mm. The Pirates. Marlins. You would think the Pirates, but it's the Marlins. Wow. <laughs> Yay. You're like outdo it. You're out you're beating the jokes. I know. And what's <laughs> the pirate's favorite card game? Hmm. Go fish. Rummy. <laughs> Poker. <laughs> Hearts. Oh, okay. All right, that's All right. A, that's enough for pirates today. <laughs> Do you have some text messages that we could answer? Oh, shoot. please <laughs> read them in a pirate voice, please. please. Wait, in a pirate voice, in your in your uh, East Coast pirate voice, your pirate. <laughs> right? Could you do it in your pirate voice, Madam Plank Dancer? Sidekick blank dancer. <laughs> How can I discourage sparrows from scraping out the mortar? I can't do my throat. No, it's good though. Break it down. How can I discourage sparrows from scraping out the mortar and the bricks on the house? Oh, that's a good one. Um, that's funny that you know they're coming. Uh, there is something about birds and the stone. It has something to do with their digestion. I forget who I spoke to about this, but birds will eat stone to help with their. They they've got an upset tummy. It's like their brioski, right? That's what it is. And so uh, you could. There are these little ribbons that you could tape temporarily to the in the wind. They would kind of flow to kind of keep them away. They're like these little shiny ribbons. You can actually get them probably at a party store and just tape them to the brick temporarily with some masking tape. After a couple of days, they won't want to go near there. They'll go somewhere else, and that should work with the little ribbons there. Poor little guys with the bad tummy. 
I know. Feel but bad for dogs, and they eat grass. And they eat grass, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Did you say that? No. Oh, Lou, can you use a power washer to clean your cement driveway? What pressure is best? Thanks. You absolutely can. It'll do a great job. The one thing I will tell you is when you start using a pressure washer, you can't stop. Like you'll be amazed. Um, the biggest thing with a pressure washer, you typically want something that's over 2200 PSI and you have to be very mindful of the tip. So even on a concrete driveway, you you want a fan tip on there. You don't want to get too close. Start in an area that's kind of off to the side and kind of get the feel for how close you have to be to get it clean. If you go too close, you'll actually make a line and etch the surface and you'll be really sad. But if you get right where you need to be, make sure you wear closed-toed shoes and or boots because you're going to get wet. Um, so, I mean, if you want to wear shorts, that's fine. But make sure you're wearing not like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Tevas, you know, because you don't want to have your feet exposed or, or you know, flip-flops like that. Um, but it'll do a great job and you can just use water and it'll clean up very quickly. If you don't want to do any of that, you can use wet and forget, which you just spray it on, and in a couple of weeks it'll look great. But um, either one will work. One more. One more. Hi, Lou. I'm thinking of painting my cupboards. They're dark brown, almost black. I want to use an all-in-one paint, which says I won't have to sand or prime, just degrease. What do you think? Wait, say that one more time. I'm thinking of painting my cupboards, which are dark brown, almost black. She wants to use an all-in-one paint, which says she won't have to sand or prime, just degrease. What do you think? So she's probably talking about beyond paint, because that is one of those that you don't have to do all that. I did do a project with it. Um, you literally spray it with, like, um, crud cutter. And I, I, so I'm a big sander. I just believe in sanding, but I wanted to try this. I did it on uh, Quinn and Amy's kitchen, and it looks great. The one thing with the Beyond Paint is it takes a good 30 days to cure. And so during that time, you got to be very careful. And that's true of painting with any kind of cabinets, but the 30 days is a long time. And so you may do a little chipping every now and then that you can go back and touch up, okay? But um, there is no sanding. It's how long have they lived there? Two years in, the kitchen still looks great. And, you know, Quinn has touched it up every now and then, you know, here and there. Um, but it touches up really easily. And uh, it's a really decent product if you don't want to go through the whole process of the sanding um, and priming. So, yes, it's a decent option and it should work out well for you. Thanks so much for the phone call and the text messages. That's our Just Text Me segment. Arg. 857 We'll take a quick break, and then we'll get to Kelly right after this. It's never easy coming home to a flooded living room or getting news that your roof needs replacing or that your toilet has been leaking to the neighbor below. If you're having difficulty coping and have unanswered questions about your home, we want you to know you're not alone, and you've come to the right place. Because here... We're not booing. We're looing. That's right. You're tuned in to Lou Manfredini, and he's taking your calls live right here on House Smarts Radio. That's me. 
857-5574-LOU. This is Kelly in Kankakee. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Lou. Good morning. Morning. Hey, I uh, love your show. Um, you. Hey, my, my question is, I got, um, like, I'm going to call them flagstone pavers. They're uh, just old flagstone that um, I pulled up and relayed. Um, I put some new ones in there, but I got some pretty decent gaps. Not huge, but like one, uh, possibly four inches on some of the peaks and corners. Um, have you ever heard of Gator Max? Um, it's a, I guess it's a fill for the gaps. Okay. It's, uh, um, it's, that's, a. It, is that like a poly, uh, polymeric sand filler? I believe so. So I did order it, but they're having trouble shipping it. So, um, and it, it's quite expensive per bag. I guess you sweep it in and then you, yeah wet it down and it hardens of course so it's, yeah. it's got to be like a polymeric sand um i just i don't know because when i do reviews on the polymeric sand and some other stuff it always says that it could crack and it could you cause problems same with like cement putting them in there it'll crack eventually i just i guess i'm wondering what your your thought is on something like that that's a well, decent quality at last some years. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, when you talk about a like a jointing sand, like that polymeric sand, you know, that's what, that's what, um, when you, you know, when you get a, a guy that's doing pavers, right, that's what, once they put the pavers down, they put that, but the gaps usually aren't that big. I think that no matter, right. no matter what you use in something like that, you may end up getting some cracking, but the key with that is, you just add more sand, sweep it in, and eventually it'll kind of all settle in and be fine. Now, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know that brand. I, I, I've heard of it. I've never used it. But, like, you know, polymeric sand is readily available. I don't know what's sure. so special about that. I mean, QuickCrete makes it. QuickCrete has a product. Um, I think it's called Power Lock. And yep. um, that's uh, a jointing sand that I think is readily available. It even comes in different colors that um, that you can put down. That I would I would do something like that. If I mean, how, how much is the Gator? How much is the Gator Max? It's almost like eighty nine dollars a bag for I think a fifty pound wow, bag. Wow, that is that is a, yeah. I got to get into the sand business. That's a that's <laughs> wow. I, I mean, I think that I think that Quick Creek stuff is less than half that cost. That's what I was thinking, too. Because there was something else I read in this. I don't know if you you know what to do there. They said you can mix, like, I don't know if it's a Portland and a sand together and then kind of put that in the cracks and do the same thing. So, um, see, the the thing with that is that, you know, the polymeric sand, while it does harden, there is a little bit of flexibility in there. If you put some Portland in there, then then you might as well just put mortar in the joints Right. And right. then mortar them like, you know, they used to do back in the day, but that'll crack too. If it were me, I would spend yep. less and just get some polymeric sand. Try okay. it. Try it. It's easy to do. Keep the extra stuff you have around. It's the type of thing that yep. maybe once a year you got to touch up. Maybe twice a year you got to touch it up, but it's not the end of the world. Right. I don't. Hey, there's another product that I bought too, but it's more for like, um, 
uh, along this path that I've done, it's got the um, gravel. There's like a thin gravel. It's a small pea-sized gravel. Yeah. But you can you can I, I don't know the name offhand, but it, you can spray like a, spray it on the top of the gravel, and it kind of hardens a little bit. For oh yeah, it yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's, it's you a, know it's a bonding yeah. material. They use it for mulch too. Um, right. <laughs> with any of that stuff, the uh, with any of that stuff, the key is the sun takes a beating on it, and it yep. when you first put it down, it works great. Six months later, you're gonna to have to reapply. That's what, yeah, that's what I kind of thought because it's still you're gonna kick it up some. Correct. I figured. Correct. Um, right. At some point. Right. I would go okay, with a regular. So, I would go yeah. with a regular polymeric sand. Save some okay. money. Try that for a year. I think you'll be fine, and just touch it up in the spring. Yeah, that that other stuff was pricey, so when they're having problems shipping, yeah, it, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It'll probably be a good thing. Yeah, I got to get into the polymeric sand business. That's eighty bucks a, for a bag of sand. That it's like bottled water, right? Don't you just drink it out of the tap? Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. This is Alex in Aurora. Hi, Alex. Hey, Lou. How are you? I'm doing well. How may I help you? I got a crazy question. Um, I'm thinking about repainting my windows. They're uh, wood uh, wood windows on the outside. Um, I want to turn. I want to paint them black. And I was wondering because they're south. A lot of them are south facing, and they're going to be heated up. Is it possible to use that stovepipe black paint spray paint on wood windows? I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably pre-sand them for sure. But you know, um, sure, it's possible. But I think that you won't get a thick enough film. You know what I would do? And the black is very trendy now, so you're going to be very hip. Do a little sand, do a little sanding. I want you right. to use a bonding primer called Styx. S T I X. Got it. Then All right. use an exterior acrylic paint in black that has a little bit of a thicker film, probably two coats, and that's going to hold up really well for you. All right. Yeah, I thought I would do a shortcut and do the spray paint, but maybe no. It's not a thick enough film, and the spray paint you'll have to do so much prep work, and it still won't give you the results. I want a thicker film, but the secret sauce in this, Alex, is the bonding primer. All right, sticks. S T I X. All right. I'll follow those orders, sir. Thank you so much. (laughs) Aye, aye. You have your marching orders. Arg! You have your marching orders. Walk the plank. Hey, our last call, by the way, is sponsored by Mitsubishi Electric. When heating and cooling your home, you know what? Mitsubishi Electric is the last call you need to make. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios, and the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. Can I just tell you that those First American Bank commercials, to me, are so funny, and that one in particular is the best. And I think that that's the actress is the woman... She was George Costanza's mother in Seinfeld. I can't think of the actress's name. Yeah. Mom says that you and what's her name? She doesn't even know my name. It's so funny. And I mean, you know, and you're in a bank, right? There's not a lot you can, like you're a bank. How are you going to be funny? That's smart. That's funny. Be funny. I want to I do business at a bank that's funny. That's really, oh, hi. Who's this? Oh, we met you at the wedding. That's funny.